Hey, I'm Zanzi. Welcome to Farmer's Inside Track, episode 218. I'm your host, Dawn Numdu. Now, soil degradation, desertification, and climate variability are some of the underlying problems that impact farming today and will heavily impact how we farm into the future. Andrew Oddington, a founder of the Regenerative Agriculture Association of South Africa, says, Unless we learn to farm with soil health at the center of our thinking, no amount of apps or variable planting rates will solve these problems. Food from Zanzi's commercial journalist, Octavius Pandil, had a really insightful chat with him about how farming will change in the next 10 years. Over to you, Octavia. Thank you, Dawn. Andrew Oddington, welcome to Farmers Inside Track. Let's kick it off with the first question. It is evident that farming is changing at a rapid pace due to technology. How do you think farming will look in the next 5 to 10 years in Mzanzi? As humans love a silver bullet quick fix, and there's no doubt that technology is influencing farming and changing it, particularly for the really large operators. But technology is not solving the underlying problems we are facing. And those problems will be critical for farmers and indeed for all of us in 10 years' time. Those underlying problems are soil degradation, desertification and climate variability. Unless we learn to farm with soil health at the center of our thinking, no amount of apps, drones and variable planting rates are going to solve those problems. We live on and are part of a biological planet. We need to stop thinking we can solve our biological problems with chemistry and technology. The crisis of the future is energy and water, or the crises, should I say. And unless we focus on requiring less external energy on our farms, things like diesel, nitrogen fertilizer, chemicals and eskim, and feed for animals, and unless we focus on capturing every drop of rain that falls on our farm, we are not planning for those future crises. What are your thoughts around climate change and water, especially futuristically in Mzanzi? Is this something we should be concerned about? It's already a hot topic. Climate change is just part of a number of environmental challenges we are facing. Desertification and biodiversity collapse are two others, and these receive a tiny fraction of the attention that climate change does. But they're going to impact farming significantly. All three already have. Climate change is not something that might happen in the future. Rainfall patterns have already changed. Most areas in South Africa experience less rain events, but those rain events are now much more severe than they used to be. And we swing through cycles of droughts and floods. Farmers need to manage their farms in ways that make them much more resilient to these changes. And those that don't are going to spiral downwards. Water is already a major issue in South Africa. And unless we change our land use practices to ones that infiltrate and hold as much water as possible, this situation and day zeros are only going to become worse. Can you mention a few changes in farming methods that we will potentially see in the next 10 years? The biggest cropping area in South Africa is the maize region. This area suffers from enormous erosion and is incredibly dependent on external energy to produce its crops. But this is also the area with the lowest adoption rates of conservation agriculture and regenerative agriculture in the country. The technologies these types of agriculture require are not new, but the science around them is cutting edge with our knowledge of the plant-soil relationship continuing to grow in leaps and bounds. Future farming cannot just be about food production, regardless of the externalized costs. Food production impacts soil, 60% of the planet's soil. 
And that soil does so much more for humans than provide us with food. Until we understand this and approach agriculture with this in mind, we are looking for answers to the wrong questions. And the right answer to the wrong question is wrong. In South Africa, we have load shedding issues and this may continue for the next few years. What kind of technology do you think will work best for commercializing farmers to maintain their farming practices sustainably? Load shedding is impacting farming in so many ways. Eskim's impact on irrigation farmers this summer has been brutal to say the least. But the impact of this is not just around food production, the impact on farmers. The food supply chain is also being changed as a result of load shedding. And this is making business more difficult for farmers. There is already a significant movement to solar in terms of providing an alternative solution to the load shedding crisis. And this solar is being used for water supply and irrigation. The solution will continue to grow. However, with that comes another problem as the farmers are now going to have to face theft of their solar panels as many of these pumps and pump stations will not be adjacent to their houses. These issues are not just issues for farmers, these are issues for all of us. Because without farming, our economy shrinks and food security becomes a major issue. Can you share a few things that needs urgent attention in Mzanzi to be able to get with the times in the next few years? I'm afraid that once again my answer is not going to be a list of high-tech solutions. While they have their place and can save money and make high-end farming more efficient, they're not going to move the needle on the issues that are flashing red but getting very little attention. On a hectare basis, we have almost no land management in this country that could fall under this description of being climate smart. While climate is not everything, as I have already said, we live on a biological planet and everything is connected. We need to focus on soil organic matter, soil carbon and water. Those are all connected at the hip and they are connected to our food production, water supply and climate stability. Our government and all corporations involved in the food chain, from banks to cooperatives, processes and retailers, they all need to get with that. And finally, what is your advice to farmers who love traditional farming? Would you encourage to adopt technology or especially when you look at where we will be in the next 10 years, what is your advice to them? My advice to farmers would be to adopt the principles that began with conservation agriculture in the 1980s and have evolved into regenerative agriculture. All of these principles are focused on soil health. And without healthy soil, producing food in the future in a dry country like South Africa is going to be a major challenge. The principles of regenerative agriculture are one, minimum soil disturbance. That is minimum mechanical soil disturbance, but also chemical and biological disturbance. Principle number two is to keep the ground covered. We need to keep our soil protected from the sun and the wind and the rain. And we need to do this by keeping it covered in plants and plant residues. Principle number three is diversity. If we only grow one type of crop, the soil biology and other aspects of the ecosystem will become highly imbalanced. We need crop rotations and cover crops to introduce the diversity that will result in a much more balanced ecosystem. The fourth principle is living root. The only way soil biology can be fed is by the products of photosynthesis being fed to the soil by plant roots. So if your soil has nothing growing in it for eight months of the year, the soil biology is getting no food. The final principle is to integrate livestock. There is no ecosystem on the planet that functions without animals. 
When we separated animals from crop production and orchards, we broke the functioning of the ecosystems. We need to have animals in our fields and our orchards at various times of the year to reinstate that ecosystem function. If you do that on your farm, you will improve your water infiltration and your water holding capacity. You will increase your farm's resilience to climate variability, like very typically we have a four-week dry spell in the middle of the growing season. You will decrease your farm's dependence on expensive external energy inputs, and as a result, you will increase your farm's financial resilience. And when you're there, then you'll definitely be in a position to benefit from apps, drones, and robots, and other great new technologies. Thanks, Octavia. It was absolutely amazing to have you here with us again on Farmers Inside Track. That is, of course, Andrew Ardington, a founder of the Regenerative Agriculture Association of South Africa. And that's a wrap from me, Dornumdu, Octavius Pandil, our technical producer, Megan van der Vendt, and the rest of the Food Film Zanzi team. Have an absolutely amazing week. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans, though, right? We're inspiring, and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.